Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Wednesday, April 5th in Hong Kong, Tuesday, April 4th in New York. Coming up today, U.S. job openings fall and strengthen the case for the Fed to dial back its tightening campaign. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warns the U.S. banking crisis is not yet over. And New Zealand's central bank may further slow its pace of rate hikes later today. Donald Trump pleads not guilty to 34 felony criminal counts of fraud. DA says it resembles hundreds of white-collar crimes. Trump attorneys say political prosecution. President Xi courts President Macron in Beijing. I'm Ed Baxter with Global News. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Doug Krisner. And I'm Bonnie Quinn. We'll update today's leading business stories in a moment. First, global news and our top story. Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty to falsifying business records in an alleged criminal scheme to manipulate the 2016 election. Ed Baxter has global news from the Bloomberg Newsroom in San Francisco. Eddie. That's exactly right, Doug. Uh, Donald Trump is now a criminal defendant. He's been read his rights, and anything he says can now be held against him. District Attorney Alvin Bragg says the key element is a cover-up alleged hush money to Stormy Daniels. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and an intent to conceal another crime. And Bragg says it's just like hundreds of other white-collar crimes prosecuted in the same way as this one by his office. At its core, this case today is one with allegations like so many of our white-collar cases. Allegations that someone lied again and again to protect their interests and evade the laws to which we are all held accountable. Uh, Trump attorney Joe Tacopina denies that. Well, everyone is not above the law. No one's below it either. And if this man's name was not Donald J. Trump, there is no scenario we'd all be here today. Please understand that based on these charges. Yeah, but Trump's demeanor all day was somber, as noted by Bloomberg's Joe Matthew and Rick Davis. Joe reading from an early morning Trump social media post. Heading to lower Manhattan, the courthouse seems so surreal. Wow. They're going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. Yeah, I think it's really kind of a somber text for him, right? No all caps going angry on, you know, the prosecutor's wife or anything. I mean, like, he's been over the top on his comments yeah. leading up to this. And, and to put that in today, and so it, it actually sounds like he's 
a little worried about it. Now, this is just the first of several cases being worked on against Trump. A federal appeals court has denied a Trump push to block a group of former uh, White House advisors from testifying before the federal and jury investigation, efforting to undermine the 2020 elections. Now, Trump is back at Mar-a-Lago for a rally tonight. It is scheduled for 8.15 Wall Street time. We plan on carrying it live. China's President Xi Jinping is pulling out all the stops as French President Emmanuel Macron visits Beijing beginning today. Macron will have extensive face time with Xi as China efforts building a wedge between Europe and the U.S. Thursday, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen will join them. The three plan on taking an excursion to Guangzhou as well. A French official cite a warming feeling with China heading into the visit. And the flag of Finland has been raised at NATO headquarters. A full-fledged member now. More details on that at the bottom of the hour. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg. It's Daybreak Asia, and we move next to the business news and a dire warning today about the impact of the banking crisis from Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. We have more from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. Diamond says the banking industry problems aren't over yet, and he says the crisis will be felt for years. In his annual letter to shareholders, Diamond also says regulators shouldn't be tempted to overreact with more rules. He says capital rules pushed banks to binge on low-interest assets in the first place, and then those assets lost value as interest rates rose. Diamond also calls for governments to consider using eminent domain to accelerate investments in renewable energy and in fossil fuels. But he also says to anyone who thinks he's getting so He's still a red-blooded, patriotic, free enterprise and free market capitalist. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Well, the number of available job positions in the U.S. decreased from 10.6 to 9.93 million. That's according to data from the Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. Vacancies were below all estimates in a Bloomberg survey of economists. We got reaction to the numbers from Bloomberg's Michael McKee. Under the hood, they're not as bad as they would appear. And I'm not sure how you define bad in this case because a decline in job openings is good news for the Fed because it suggests the labor market gets a little bit looser. Enduring strength in the job market remains a key hurdle for the Fed as it seeks to bring inflation down to its 2% goal. Traders will next shift their attention to Friday's monthly jobs report. It's currently forecast to show employers added nearly a quarter of a million workers in March. Bloomberg Radio and Television, by the way, will have live coverage of Friday's jobs report and a special edition of Bloomberg Surveillance starting at 7 a.m. Eastern. And later today, we'll have a decision on interest rates from New Zealand Central Bank, 2 p.m. local time. Bloomberg's Paul Allen has a preview. The RBNZ is expected to further slow the pace of interest rate increases this week. The Reserve Bank will raise the official cash rate to 5% from 4.75. That's according to 19 of 21 economists in a Bloomberg survey. One expects a 50 basis point move and another sees no change. Today's decision comes as a weakening economy suggests the end of the RBNZ's tightening cycle is getting near. The central bank has been hiking at a record pace, but slowed to a 50-point increase in February after a 75-point jump at the end of last year. A further deceleration to a 25-point step may indicate the bank no longer expects to reach a peak of 5.5%. Today's RBNZ decision is also an interim review rather than a quarterly monetary policy statement. Therefore, the central bank won't issue new forecasts and there is no press conference with Governor Adrian Orr. I'm Paul Allen, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. 
Axel Neyman was narrowly re-elected as the last chairman of an independent Credit Suisse in what was the end of an emotional final annual meeting for the Swiss lender. It came a month after UBS's historic deal to buy Credit Suisse. It was also the first occasion in years where investors were able to confront Credit Suisse's management face-to-face. Previous meetings were held virtually due to the pandemic. Speaking to more than 1,700 attendees, Credit Suisse chairman Axel Lehmann apologized for failing to save the bank. One legacy issue after another had already seen trust eroded and with it, patience dwindled. And that, at that we failed. It's a bitter reality to see that uh, our strategy didn't have time to bear fruit. Separately, shareholders also rejected fixed compensation packages for Credit Suisse's executive board. Chairman Axel Lehmann said he has to look at what the next option is for the executive team's pay. It's also still unclear which of Credit Suisse's top executives will survive the takeover by UBS, whose own annual general meeting takes place Wednesday. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Well, it is a holiday-shortened week in the U.S. Equity markets will be closed for the Good Friday holiday. Although the bond market will trade for a half day since the March employment data is due at that time. Now, currently, the swaps market is pricing in a less than 50% probability that the Fed will hike by 25 basis points in May. Let's take a closer look now at all the market action with our guest, Joy Yang, a head of product management and marketing at Market Vector Indexes, who happens to be here in New York. Thank you so much for joining us today. When you look at the volatility that we've been seeing in the interest rate uh, space, particularly the U.S. Treasury market right now, what, what does that tell you about where the economy may be headed? I think it's saying, you know, as everywhere, whether it's bond, equities, gold, you know, everything is volatile. So this is an indication that the market is uncertain what direction is going on. Um, and they're hedging their bets. When we've seen today, we've been watching gold prices, gold hit 2000, which is a significant um, band for gold to hit. So, you know, this is saying, regardless of what is the outcome of the market, people are hedging their bets. And, you know, we've seen gold trading at a band before, but now it's breaking its band and it's going up. So we're going to watch this space. Um, people are looking for safe havens. They're taking risk off the table. And, you know, hopefully the Fed will also take a pause, as we've seen central banks around the world do, just given there's so much noise, we have to really decipher what's real data, what's noise, and, you know, what's meaningful. If the Fed were to 
take a pause, as you advise, <laughs> what would that signal to the market and also you know, to the rest of us? Would that signal that the Fed is confident in inflation coming down with a bit of a lag? Or would it suggest the Fed might be scared about growth and that could yes, also... I'm in no way advising the Fed because <laughs> this is a very difficult position. But certainly, you know, as, as we've seen um, Australia do, it may be prudent to take a pause but still signal that, you know, they're open to either raising rates or um, decreasing. But I think the economic data that we're seeing is lagged. So, you know, we don't know what it means when we see it in real time, but we do have other real-time data. We've seen a banking crisis. That's real-time data, and that's pretty significant to see that there is fragility in the market um, and that there is some kind of stress that people are dealing with. Even though the banking crisis is now seemingly in the rear, rear view mirror, we're now faced with potentially credit crisis. So there's a lot of uncertainty out there that people are trying to manage. Well, that seems to coincide with what we heard today from Jamie Dimon, that the, the lingering effects, uh, effects of the banking crisis may be with us for some time. If you had to point to one area that is particularly rate sensitive, there's been so much talk about uh, the potential vulnerability in, let's say, commercial real estate. Are there pockets, interest rate sensitive pockets of the economy that are on your radar right now? Yeah, and I think we should be careful of classifying all commercial property together. So I think, you know, different regions will have different sensitivity to um, interest rate as well as, you know, where the concentration of the industry you know, behind those commercial properties are. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to cluster everything together. And I think this is an environment where investors have to be discerning. Um, they can't look at all banks as one cluster either. And we've seen that there are some well-run banks that don't have liquidity issues or don't have credit issues or are not concentrated. So, you know, it's, it's prudent for investors also to really, you know, separate kind of cheap versus um, just bad junk. Joy, you mentioned safe havens a moment ago when you talked about gold over $2,000 an ounce. But where are the safe havens otherwise if you think about treasuries moving in a range of, you know, 13 basis points today, 20 basis points on Monday? I mean, that's kind of... Yeah. Not exactly the same so thing. I mean, you can think of um, you know you can get four five percent with the low you know risk asset, but how long will that last? So I think people are still also sensitive to U.S. Treasuries. You know, high debt. You know, is that actually that safe? And so we're also watching you know uh, not only gold but Bitcoin because you know we've seen this as an alternative option for investors to think about safe haven. That's immune to government intervention mm. that is, you know, theirs. Is it's, it so? <laughs> <laughs> yes, not in, maybe not in the U.S., but certainly around the world. And I think this is a global asset. Well, right? let's talk about that. How are you viewing opportunities offshore right now, particularly in Asia? Are you finding things that look attractive? Well, semiconductors is up 90% year to date, right? Um, NVIDIA is up 90% year to date. Semiconductors are up 30% year to date. Um, so this is attractive because people are still innovating and artificial intelligence is definitely top of the headlines. Um, but artificial intelligence isn't just about the Googles or OpenAI of this world or the Amazons. They're also about the underlying, uh, you know, components that really serve to deliver artificial intelligence, which is going to be semiconductors. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, we have, you know, semiconductors globally all over the world. So we're seeing 
you know, kind of innovation and disruption in that area. Has geopolitical risks gone down your list as something to be concerned about this year? No, <laughs> particularly where semiconductors are concerned. Yes, absolutely. We've seen, you know, this onshoring. So a lot of this maybe deglobalization of um, protection for, um, uh, you know, uh, national industries. Um, so that is a high risk. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, people are sensitive to that. And again, you know, um, the supply chain risk is still at play. And, you know, that's even reaching further with China outsourcing to mm. Vietnam, Vietnam outsourcing somewhere else. So, you know, it's getting more and more complicated. Joy, how are you viewing the China reopening right now? Are we kind of in a bit of a, a period of stasis? There was so much enthusiasm right after the pivot away from COVID zero, and there was pent up demand that expressed itself in, not only in markets, but in a lot of the, the data that we saw. It seems like things have kind of softened a bit. Is, is that concerning to you? Well, China reopening is a positive news for certainly for the emerging market, Asian emerging market economy. Um, uh, but right now, we're also dealing with the geolo geopolitical risk of bilateral agreements that China is facilitating behind the U.S. So I think it is concerning for the U.S., um, but, you know, relatively uh, to the U.S., it's, you know, potentially positive for other economies. Would you put new money to work in Asia right now, let's say China and maybe countries like South Korea or Taiwan? Yeah, it's certainly South Korea, um, Taiwan to some extent, Vietnam, they have the demographics, they have the technology, they have kind of the infrastructure to deal with some of the you know innovations that's going to happen with China's reopening. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, Channel 119, the iHeart Radio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Vonnie Quinn. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel, it's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.